Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. The Sip List does contain spoilers as well as explicit content, so please keep this in mind as you're listening at work, in your car, with your kids, wherever. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any sound clips used in this episode, as any clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine or whatever and count down our top five favorites of all the things. And I was busy during the intro, so I'm now editing the Facebook stuff so people can actually see us. So ignore my my head being turned the other way. Um, We are here. I'm back. And we are going to be doing a top five if I can figure out what the hell I'm doing. Um, But we are joined, of course, by Casey. What's up? KSTB. Hi. I am very happy to be back on the SIP list. And we'll be talking more on An Evening at the Movies later today, too. As well, I'm going to spoiler alert that episode and wish happy 67th birthday to the iconic Tom Hanks, who we will be announcing the greatest movie of his of all time on An Evening at the Movies later today. So tune in for that I mean, as well. I think we know what it's going to be like, but yeah. Um, and then we are also joined by Thea, first timer on the show. I'm so excited. Welcome, Thea. Hi, greetings and hallucinations, everybody. <laughs> yes, that is a great way to put that. And we are also joined by, hold up. Gage Creed. The newest member of the Sip List family, Pearl Cordelia Kohlhofer. Say hi, Pearl. Hi, La Perla. Need a baby. Normally she sits right here yeah, she's looking. and just camps oh. out. All right, you can leave now. Bye. But she's a kitten. She's got a kitten. Yeah, she's she's got the zoomies real bad. <laughs> so yes. Um we are here today to do top five Fleetwood Mac songs, which I am so excited about. I've been a fan since I was a kid. I mean, I grew up with my, you know, my parents listening to it. So I've been, you know, well-versed in their music for a long time. And then, of course, with Daisy Jones and the Six, it just reinvigorated it even more, seeing all the TikToks of Daisy Jones and Fleetwood Mac. And it's just been like... I. <laughs> There's lots of theories about the Daisy Jones book about whether it's roughly based on Fleetwood Mac. And I think that it is, but I've also read that it's roughly based on the civil wars. And if you know the civil wars and their story, it's extremely similar. So why can't it be both? 
Well, it probably is. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, it probably is because obviously the vibe is more Fleetwood Mac inspired as far as the time period. But I think the, the story, especially between the two main people is probably both because they're almost exactly the same. Sure. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, so before we get into that, Casey, are you sipping on anything on this lovely Sunday? It is Sunday, right? Okay. Yes, Yes, it is Sunday. I have not had any idea what day it is for like the past five days. That looks like pee. (laughs) It's not. It's a freaking water bottle. With yellow stuff in it. No, it's the bottle is freaking water is yellow. Okay. It's actually fucking water. After my doctor's appointment on Wednesday when I found out how much my A1C dropped, I'm kind of on a health kick where I'm trying to keep shit going in the right direction. Good. That's awesome. Good job. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, but I do because it's sterile and I like the taste. I can't remember what movie that's from. I want to say it's Talladega Nights, maybe? Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Thea, are you sipping on anything today? Um, I am sipping on a concoction of whey protein, isolate, water, and a little bit of like tangerine vitamin water enhancer stuff because I did my drinking last night. I went out and saw a good rockabilly band called Three Bad Jacks. And, uh, nice. Yeah, so I'm not drinking anything with alcohol today. Good for you. Well, I need the alcohol today, so I have got my Amanda Mimosa, which is champagne with just a splash of... Actually, this has orange San Pellegrino, which is like, makes the perfect mimosa. Um, Mm. So, yeah. And actually, normally I would pour a little bit more of that in here, but George was very generous with the champagne pour because he knows it's been a shitty ass week so no shade here mm. plus i'm a day drinky kind of person oh yeah. well i i know that no. care if you do. what that i'm day drinky that's oh that surprises me oh hold on i wanted to ask you thea me if you have read this book of course i have okay i have not read it yet is it good it is because it's not it's not an autobiography. So nope, sometimes she I hasn't get... authorized a biography, and she probably won't. I, I would be highly surprised if she did. I, you know, and yeah. she's always said that the reason she won't is there's too many people still alive that she would hurt with it. Ah, uh, okay. And I, I gotta have respect for somebody who sticks to their guns when it comes to that. But of the unauthorized autobiographies, that one is really good. Okay, cool. I picked it up, but I haven't read it yet, and I really, really want to. So I also strongly recommend that you pick up McFleetwood's book, which is written by him, called Play On. Okay. Get the audio version. Um, It's fantastic. The stories he tells in it are just uh, amazing. Okay. Awesome. I will definitely pick that up then. Okay. Can I do spoilers? Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite story that he tells in it is about peeing on the White House lawn. Oh, my God. And that is all I'm going to say. It is brilliant. Um, okay. I, I, I liked certain books. I like to read the physical print and I like to listen to the audio. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went back and listened to that audio probably four times before I could move on in the book because it was just so great. Is it narrated by him? I don't remember. Okay. okay. And if it wasn't him, whoever did the narrating did a great job though. Gotcha. Man, I know nobody cares, but my hair is pissing me off here. Mine is All too. Right. I don't care. <laughs> it won't just stay in my little bun and it. I slept on it wet and it's like a hot mess. So, yep. oh well. Done that. Okay. So, we are going to do some sip libs. I've got two monitors now, so that's why you're seeing me kind of. But now I'll be able to see my guests while I do the sip libs. Yay! George set up this nice little um, dual monitor situation for me while I was in Oklahoma City. So thank you, George. All right. So the first one is an adjective, and the rule is that it must be certifiably fuckable. So I'm going to go ahead and fill that in. And I did put in Fleetwood Mac songs as the topic. So, Thea, I'm going to let you go first with a noun. Hmm. Oh, God. Um, dreams. Okay. Uh, Casey, a place? You're muted, buddy. That or there's smoke coming out um, of his ears. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. Um, whorehouse. Nice. Plural noun for me, I'm going to say little lies. <laughs> okay, uh, Thea, verb ending in ing. Fucking? Yes. Casey, a noun? Cockring. Okay. Noun for me, I'm going to say bedspring. Uh, Thea, an adjective? Hmm. God, I can't think of one. Um, pass? Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Go ahead, Casey. Hello? Voice. Oh, oh, yeah. Cute. Okay, good. Bastard. Okay, uh, Thea, you want to <laughs> try a name? Sarah. S-A-R-A. A noun for me, lipstick stain. All right, Casey, a noun? Um, mimosa. Okay. Yeah, a noun. There are a lot of nouns here. Mm. Monday morning. Okay. A noun for me. Booby tassel. Casey, a noun. Noun? Good God. 
I there's um, a few more. This is long. Okay, we're gonna have to power through this. <laughs> flip flop. Okay. Yeah, another noun. <laughs> Just go ahead and think of a few more nouns while we're sitting here doing this. <laughs> Start looking around the room. Um, songbird. Okay. And a noun for me. Let's say labia. Ooh. Casey, a noun. <laughs> Quit. Nice. Oh, okay. Thea, a verb. Mm. Oh, well. No. That doesn't work. What did uh, you say? I said, oh, well. Oh, no. No. Ugh. Blank brain. We can just go with fuck. Yeah, that works. Always a good one. Yeah. Uh, a noun for me. Let's say microphone. Casey, verb ending in ing. Licking. <laughs> okay, we're back to a couple of nouns. Thea, a noun. Storms. Okay. Noun for me. I'm going to say snake. Casey, a plural noun. <laughs> oh, I already know. I'm going to type it in. Roast beef curtains. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. Thea, a verb. Walk. Okay. A noun for me. I'm going to say affair. I see a place. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, place. Um, the gutter. Okay. Uh, Thea, an adjective. Um, flying. What is it? Flying. Um, Wait, did I say that? Oh, yeah, I guess that could work like a like a flying fuck or something. Okay. Yeah. A noun for me. Um, mm. I'm gonna say side chick. Mm. And last one, Casey, a verb. To finish. Great. Okay, to finestrate. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh my God, this is a long story. Okay, here we go. Fleetwood Mac is a legendary certifiably fuckable band that has produced some of the most iconic songs in dreams. Let's take a wild journey and mad libify their magical music catalog. <laughs> Once upon a time in a faraway whorehouse, a group of unicorns embarked on an extraordinary adventure. They had an insatiable craving for little lies and decided to form a band called Fleetwood Mac. 
Harnessing their powers of fucking, they set out to create music that would captivate the hearts of all. That sounds accurate. <laughs> okay. It does. Their first song, Rhiannon, tells the enchanting tale of a cock ring with a voice that could shatter bedsprings. <laughs> with its mesmerizing melodies and moist rhythm, it became an <laughs> instant hit. <laughs> Little did the world know it was secretly about a mischievous gnome named Sarah. <laughs> Next on their journey was the extra extraordinary song, Go Your Own Way. This rock anthem embodies the spirit of independence and was written after a heated lipstick stain between two band members. They decided to channel their frustration into a groovy melody, and it worked like mimosa. <laughs> Listeners couldn't help but tap their feet and shout the lyrics with unabashed Monday morning. I got to stop for a second. Brandon, thank you for watching and listening. And I know you might not be here the whole time, but the chain will most certainly be making an appearance. So stay tuned. <laughs> then Fleetwood Mac presented the world with the masterpiece Landslide. This heart-wrenching ballad tells the story of a booby tassel navigating through the ups and downs <laughs> of flip-flop. <laughs> Whether you're feeling on top of the sunburn or at the bottom of the labia, the, the song strikes a chord in every clit's heart. <laughs> hey, my heart lives in my vagina, so that's a good that's a good one there. That's a good lyric. Yep. All right, but let's not forget the classic anthem, Don't Stop. Its infectious energy and uplifting lyrics makes it impossible not to fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, don't stop. I mean, this yeah, is perfect. Th that tracks. I think I love this. <laughs> the song was originally meant to be an advertisement for a microphone company, but Fleetwood Mac turned it into a timeless anthem that reminds us to keep licking no matter what life throws our way. Okay. <laughs> licking the okay. guitar and the vaginas? Yes, exactly. As their magical journey continued, Fleetwood Mac released hit after hit, weaving tales of love, heartbreak, and storm. Their music resonated with both the young and the snake, becoming the soundtrack to countless roast beef curtains lives. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, we're getting to the end. Um, and so the unicorns of Fleetwood Mac continued to walk and create music that would transcend affairs and, and touch the souls of all who listened. Their harmonies echoed through the gutter, spreading joy and enchantment wherever they went. And the world will forever be grateful for the magical spell they cast upon us all. The flying journey of Fleetwood Mac filled our hearts with love and reminded us that life is a beautiful side chick. <laughs> oh, shit. That couldn't have been more perfect. Can, you, can, can I get you to email that to me? Yes, yes. I okay. can copy it. Great. Um, so let their songs continue to defenestrate through our speakers, forever blessing our ears with their timeless melodies. Yes. That's great. That yeah, I, I save all of these. So yeah, we will yeah, have that, that. That was perfect. <laughs> that was beautiful. All wow. right. So um, for this, I feel like we're probably going to have a lot of overlap. I mean, I think everybody's taste is a little, I mean, there's not much to not love about Fleetwood Mac. Like I could have done just a top five alone from rumors, but yeah, I, I tried to, I had this problem when Dre and I did top five Kendrick Lamar songs that 90% of my choices were from the same album. So I really tried not to do that with this one, but mm -hmm. we'll see. So, 
Uh, Thea, I'm going to let you start first with your number five. What do you have? My number five is the chain. Okay. Yep. Beautiful song. Um, just amazing. And it makes me think of uh, like 1996, I think it was when they reunited and came out with the dance and that fiery rendition of the chain and just like Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham, just like screaming at each other with that song. It was just, it was amazing. And I was still a teenager at the time. And it was a dream come true for me because my favorite band had gotten back together. So yeah, the chain specifically the one from the dance. Okay. Well, Brandon, if you're still listening, <laughs> the chain is my number one. That was, that was the easiest one for me to pick. Um, the other choices I've had to like decide, but if I have to, if you ask me my favorite Fleetwood Mac song, it's always, the answer is always the chain. It's just, it's so beautiful. And that rocking out at the end, like where it just changes and just becomes this different song. And it's just, and that drum beat, that bass or whatever, whatever kind of drum that is at the mm -hmm. beginning. Oh, it just, it hits you like right here. Like you immediately know something awesome is about to happen. So. Yeah. The end of that song just reminds me of like the world exploding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Casey, did you have the chain? Cinco. Oh, okay. So y'all had it in the same spot. Awesome. Cool. I kind of figured that's one we'd all have. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was Casey's number five. Casey, do you want to say anything else about it? Um, I think you guys pretty much covered the majority of it. I mean, I'll just reiterate the fact that it's an amazing fucking song. Yeah. Um, and truth be told, and I'll probably repeat this several times throughout this episode, but any one of these five songs in my top five could have been anywhere in my top five. There's that. I mean, it's literally paper thin sheets of separation between all five of them. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. Okay. Um, I'm trying to decide what my number five should be. I think I think for five, I am going to go with um, a song that that came out on the re-release of Rumors, Silver Springs. Specifically, that live version they sang together. <laughs> the dance? Yeah. That, yeah. The way that they are looking at each other and the mm -hmm. way that she is just like just belting out you'll never get away from the sound of the woman that loves you like oh my god all these years later and you just still can like and and of course that song has made a big resurgence since the daisy jones show it's all over it was all over tiktok everybody's sharing that video of them singing that and it's just like kind of brought it back to my heart and yeah chills so Incredible song, absolutely. I, I mean, the, the way she sang that in, in, in yeah. on the dance was just stunning. Yeah, the look in her eyes is just like, oh my god, it's so. It, it's like you can you can see that it's intense, and you can see that she obviously still have has love for him. But and maybe it's just because we know the history. It's like you can see the history in her eyes. You can see like, 
years of emotions and just whatever. And I think that's just a power that Stevie Nicks has in general anyway. So if looks could kill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that one wasn't even trying to kill him as much as it was like just conveying a, I mean, I think it, her facial expressions kind of went all over the place. So I thought yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. Um, do either of you guys have that in your top five? No. No. Yay. All right. Thea, what's your number four? My number four is World Turning. Okay. Um, I love Fleetwood Mac. I love all all eras of Fleetwood Mac. And I, I wanted to be very careful with my list to not um, eliminate or exclude the, the original Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just, I love world turning and um, I've seen Fleetwood Mac probably 13 times live. And oh, wow. yeah, yeah. When, when they do world turning, just, Mick Fleetwood just goes, he, you can tell that that man is not right. And it, the intensity in which he plays the drums on that song, it's just amazing. It's just a, it's just a killer, killer jam. Yeah, for sure. I didn't have that one, but that's a good choice. And we were supposed to see Stevie Nicks back in March and she canceled it and it's not rescheduled till like next year sometime. I was like, damn. Uh, have you ever seen her? Never. You need it's, to make sure you go. I know. I know. It's it's a thing I've always wanted to do and just never have. And so I was excited about it. And then yeah. Um, Casey, did you have that one? I didn't, but another great freaking selection. Thank yes. you. Oh man, I don't, I I can't narrow this down to five. Damn it, Casey, what's your number four? Um, we're going to go with a song off of the Rumors album, okay. and we'll go with dream. We'll go with dreams. Nice. A worthy song. It was in my honorable mentions. Okay, sorry. It's gonna be hard for me. Like I said before we started the episode. (laughs) Like I said before we started the episode, there isn't really a whole lot that I would consider bad Fleetwood Mac. I don't think you Mm -hmm. truthfully can. Mm -mm. If you grow up with a healthy appreciation for the kind of music that we love, yeah, then you're gonna have a love of all things. Fleetwood Mac from top to bottom, day one to, I guess you could say current. Um, and yeah. Dreams is just one of those iconic songs that has transcended time. Yes. Yeah. So, it has stayed relevant. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Um, I had Dreams in my honorable mentions. I totally think it's worthy of being a top five song i just figured somebody would have it and it's kind of a more popular one and most of my other ones are pretty popular so i was just like that one's kind of a given but casey i'm totally happy that you have it in there so okay um so we're to me now right shit yep i have my one two and three so i'm trying to decide what to put in four because I so I have a few songs that have really good covers that I want to mention. Mm-hmm. So um, that's another thing I was kind of thinking about. 
But you know what? Screw it. I am going to go for number four, a song from um, the 1987 album Tango in the Night. And I'm going with Little Lies. I love that song so much. I love the lyrics. I love the music. And it's just something I turn it up as loud as I can in my car and just sing it like, you know, like I wrote it or something. <laughs> so I love Great that song. one. Yeah. Um, did anybody else have that one? Honorable mentions, I put it. Yeah. Honorable mention number dose. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's just... I, I was debating between that one and another one that I know has a really great cover. So if nobody else mentions it, I will mention it in honorable mentions. Um, all right. Thea, what's your number three? My number three is from the 1969 uh, version of Fleetwood Mac. Um, Mr. Peter Green sang this. It's called Oh Well. A very simple, straight up blues rocker. Um, and that song came full circle for me because in 2018, when they were on tour, that was when they fired uh, Lindsey Buckingham. Mm. They brought in Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Neil Finn from Crowded House. Um, and Mike Campbell nice. sang Oh Well Live, which is amazing for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was a song that the current lineup of Fleetwood Mac, the modern, the, uh, the, the post, once Stevie and Lindsey joined, they didn't really do Oh Well Live, um, oh, okay. not, not too often anyway. Um, and number two, the other reason it's so unique is Mike Campbell's not a singer. He was Well, he wasn't a singer in, in Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Right. Um, he, did, he does have his own band called Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. He's had that for about 20 years, and he does sing in that. But most people okay. are not familiar with hearing Mike Campbell sing. So in 2018, when I went and saw that incarnation of Fleetwood Mac, um, I got to see Mike Campbell do it live. And that was also the year that I got to meet Mike Campbell. Um, <gasps> yes, I, I will share pictures of that. But um, yeah, I do. I was able to meet Mike Campbell before they went on stage for that show, got to hold a guitar, got to meet his wife. I also ended up meeting Neil Finn that night. It was it was amazing. That sounds like a fantastic fucking evening. <laughs> it was. Peanut butter was. and jelly. Jealous. Okay. Um, you guys talk amongst yourselves for a second. Keep the show going. I'll be right back. Okay. How are you going to freaking walk out on your own show? I, I'm sorry. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, I love pitching your shit. Of course. It's fun. Have you ever seen Fleetwood Mac, Casey? I uh, believe it or not, as much as I love music, I have never been to a live concert in my entire life. Really? Really? Wow. I uh, maybe I just don't. I, I, part of it is I necessarily have the skills on how to purchase tickets properly. I can help you. Especially, especially now with um, a lot of that stuff being done online. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're ever literally will truly, yeah. If you're ever truly interested, Casey, I'll gladly help you. I'm pretty good at navigating yes. that, especially, you know, bypassing those third-party sellers and whatnot who are just fuckholes. Well, because even, like, last fall when I went down to uh, Texas and spent a few days with Amanda, I was only there for, like, four days, five days, something like that, and she was mm -hmm. doing everything she could to try and find 
some kind of concert that we can go to just because of the fact that I'd never been before. And honestly, you should get to go to something like that at some point in your life. I yeah. love live events. I mean, I've been to all kinds of live sporting events, but I just have never been to a live concert. Well, I will gladly help you with that if you're serious. If you're up at your, your neck of the woods, oh, you yeah. get some good shows up there. You're, you're just as blessed as I am oh, with Denver, oh, yeah. you know, with shows. So if there's anybody that comes, I will help you navigate it. Like I'm, I know how to navigate pre-sales, um, all of that stuff. Um, just, I try to avoid Ticketmaster whenever possible because I call them ticket Nazis because I hate them. Um, I've hated them for years. I come from the camp back when I was a teenager. We would camp overnight outside yep. of Dillard's to buy tickets in person um, instead of, you know, calling in and all that stuff. They're just, they're a horrible, a horrible company. I hate them. But yeah, just let me know and I'll gladly help you. Oh, so you oh, know yeah. what's interesting? Sure. Sorry, because I'm back. Um, George and I were just having that exact conversation because um, he's taking me on a surprise trip for our anniversary next weekend. And one Ooh. of my thoughts was, is he taking me to see Taylor Swift? Um, uh. And so I was trying to ask my my issue with that became he knows if he, if I were going to, to the Eras tour that I would plan a very specific outfit. And so I was kind of trying to ask him, I was like, do I need to plan like a, and he was like, no, we're not going to Taylor Swift. He was like, I tried, like she's playing in Denver next weekend. <laughs> and he was like, the, the 400 level seats were $1,200. It's ridiculous. Because they're all resale. And he said he got on some forums because he was like, I thought maybe we could just go and see if we could get tickets like right when the show starts or right after the show starts. And he said that a lot of these forums were saying that the people who are reselling these tickets are letting those seats stay empty because they've bought them all over the country. And they're like, if we sell them for less here, then we'll have to do it other places. And I'm like, I went on this tirade about like, I get it's capitalism. I still think it's ridiculous. And why do people have to go out of their way to steal other people's joy? It's empty awful. seats at a sold out tour, especially a tour of this magnitude, whether you like Taylor Swift or not. Right. This is a fucking spectacle. Like everybody I've talked to that's been said it's the most magical thing they've ever been to. Even people who aren't Swifties. So we were talking about they should just make it go back to when you used to have to camp out the night before and buy tickets and whatever. And I was like, maybe. Um, were you saying you can help navigate buying concert tickets? Because well, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at it. Um, I know how to avoid the third party sellers. I know how to get on the, the pre-sale lists and all that stuff. Because honestly, the only way you're going to get decent tickets to anything is on the pre-sales anymore. Yeah, because um, S Taylor Swift has announced 14 dates in Europe with Paramore opening for her. And if I could get one of those, I'll, I'll buy a cheap ass ticket to somewhere in Europe to go see her. <laughs> The problem with Taylor Swift's is it's a, it's a lottery getting into her pre-sales. Yeah, that's true. So that one's that's tricky. Um, you know, and, and, and just on this conversation, I know it's not part of our, our list, but part of this conversation, we need to take a moment and be thankful for people like Tom Petty, for people like Pearl Jam, um, 
most recently we need to you know be grateful for people like grant king granddaddy goth robert smith of the cure because these are people who have stood up to ticketmaster for one reason or another um yeah. robert smith of the cure actually ended up going to battle with Ticketmaster because of the prices that they were going to charge. He refused it and wanted to keep the prices reasonable for fans. So even with doing that and with Ticketmaster acquiescing and saying, okay, you know, we'll keep the prices around here. We won't do this preference based or, you know, demand based pricing. They charged unnecessary fees that Robert Smith got them to refund people. You know, I am. Um... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tickets that ended up in the hands of scalpers, Robert Smith had them canceled, took that money, donated it to Amnesty International, then re-released those tickets to fans. That's awesome. So we need to be grateful for those people. Tom Petty ended up doing it, you know, through his fan club. Like anybody in his fan club that bought tickets, you have to go and buy them at Will Call. For the 20 for the 40th anniversary show, going to Red Rocks, had to go to Will Call both nights to pick up tickets that night in order to attend that show because our tickets were bought through the fan club. So, and yeah, I, I think for somebody like Taylor Swift doing something like that would be, I mean, she is selling out gigantic football stadiums, like places that hold a hundred thousand people. I do foresee in, in before her next tour that she will attempt something different because of how many people got screwed over in her pre-sale. Um, one of my friends was part of the Capital One pre-sale. She didn't get tickets at all. Mm -hmm. You know, people sat in that thing for hours and never got their tickets. I've seen TikToks of people who bought their tickets and then their tickets were released and then made available. And this is all like through Ticketmaster or StubHub. So I I think that she will probably do something different next time, knowing what she knows now. But, you know. At this, it just sucks because people are selling these for way more than what they, you could have bought them for. And it's yep. just like. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. And it makes me want to avoid going to major tour shows anymore. And sadly, yeah. that includes Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I love Stevie Nicks, but it's just gotten to be insane. Well, and concert etiquette is like a thing of the past now from stuff I'm seeing from the, uh, the Taylor Swift TikToks, like people do not have the same courtesy and etiquette they used to have going to concerts anymore. And it's just mm -hmm. like, I would make an exception for the Eras tour just because of, I, I would just die to go to it, but I'm with you. Like if they're not playing at a smaller venue, you know, then I don't even know if I want to try to go like even yeah. here, even American airlines center, which, you know, Taylor Swift is at AT&T. I have been to one concert there. The place is, it's where the Cowboys play. It's fucking Yeah, crazy. I was going to say, isn't that the Cowboys stadium? Yeah. I saw George Strait there on his oh, wow. final show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hate okay. arena shows. I hate arena shows. I, I, as much as I love a lot of these bands that we're talking about, um, I'm a punk rock girl at heart. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, a lot of my punk bands do not play venues that big. They play right. smaller clubs, maybe 5,000 people tops. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, a major you know, that's like bad religion or social distortion or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, I much prefer the smaller intimate shows. Um, for some of my big artists like that, I mean, yeah. I get it, got to do it, but I, I try to avoid it. I just, it makes me so angry just for yeah. the, the, what's happened. I'm with you. I've taken my daughter to a lot of concerts over the mm -hmm. years and, and I've gone, I mean, I've seen Justin Timberlake twice, you know, so I, 
like I've still been going to bigger ones, but yeah, you can definitely tell a difference in the smaller shows. Sorry. Yes, Casey. Oh, sorry, Casey. You're still here, sir. <laughs> we can't hear you, buddy. Are you cussing me out? You're cussing me. me out. Probably me. Hi. I'm not. Um, oh, okay. Uh, just twice was was his dick in a box. Oh, yes. Yes. No, he pulled it out. He did one of these. No, just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and Casey, George even looked at Swift tickets in, in a, like a few weeks when she's in Seattle because I was like, I could see you. I'm dying to go oh, to no. Seattle, but it was just it was just too expensive. Yeah. So. No, I, I could have I told you before he even looked because I've heard how much yeah. when she's up here tickets are running for and they're running for just as much if not more than some of the other places yeah. that there's just there's I have I have to make peace with the fact that I will not be attending the Eras tour at all probably I mean definitely probably not even in Europe we can't afford that at 1200 so, bucks a seat are you kidding me yeah. well no the European seats haven't gone on tour yet so if you could get them on pre-sale somehow or you could even get them for face value there's they a chance wouldn't be that much no, I'm not paying twelve hundred dollars. Oh yeah, for but no, but locally. Yeah, no, I know. Domestically, when they're running for twelve hundred dollars yeah. a freaking seat for four hundred level. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm not. No offense to music, and I love music to death. Yeah. You know this as well as everybody else. Yeah. I'm not spending twelve hundred dollars to sit in the freaking nosebleed section of a goddamn mm -mm. stadium. Okay, I won't Brandy even said... spend. I won't even spend $1,200 to see Stevie Nicks front row. Yeah. Brandy said, my kid wants to go when she's in Seattle and just sit outside. I fully support that. And actually, I had told George I would do that. Because some of the places where she's playing outside, you could I've seen people like tailgating out there and just listening to it from outside. Yes. I have a story. Okay. I have oh. a story. Sorry, okay. Casey. Can I tell my story okay, real quick? So go ahead and I'll finish up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When I was no, 18, no, no, no. when I was 18, uh, the Rolling Stones were touring and I was in Arizona at the time and they were playing at Sun Devil Stadium. That was before the Arizona Cardinals got their big spaceship stadium out in Glendale, <laughs> Arizona. So my friends and I couldn't afford to go. So we all chipped in and, and got to the parking lot that was directly across from Sun Devil Stadium. Literally one two-way street is what, what it was across from. We got the closest parking spot to the stadium and we sat there that night and listened to the rolling stones yeah i've seen all kinds of tiktoks of people doing that at the venues where they're you know open top or whatever yeah and and yeah i would totally do that i mean it, it'd be the next best thing to seeing it and in some of these tiktoks i've seen where if you sit in a certain place you can see the big screen you're still really far away but you yeah. know whatever sorry so, casey please anyway. go ahead i'm so sorry i was rude no, 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 you're, no, you're fine. Um, no, I was just going to say one of the, I would imagine it's probably this way at a lot of stadiums around across the country, but I mean, I've been to, um, T-Mobile park, which is where the Mariners play. I've been to, what is it? Synergy field now where the Seahawks play and chickens, both, both places. <laughs> I mean, they're literally, they're literally like right next door to each other. One street separates the two. Yeah. Um, That's how it used to be down here with the Rangers and the Cowboys. There's bars and pubs, and it's almost the perfect environment for tailgating. So if yes. 
in fact, you did want to just go and be outside like Brandy was saying. Synergy, or, yeah. Fuck it. CenturyLink Field is <laughs> probably the one of the places to go to do it. But yeah. at the same time, I get the fact that it's probably very similar elsewhere in the country as well. I mean, yeah. I know Denver is probably pretty close to the same because when I was up there, Mile High Stadium's not that far away from a hubbub of stuff around the stadium. It's far enough away. Um, when we used to have season tickets to the Broncos, we would take the light rail train from where we live um, up to Denver, and it was still a good mile walk from the light rail station to the stadium. It, it is far. It is removed enough from the city. Um, we don't get that. So we don't have that. We literally, our train station drops you off like two blocks from. Ah, uh, yeah, that's nice. T-Mobile Park, and like I Brandy, said, um, Link is right across the street. Saying, I'm just not sure I'm willing to drive to Seattle, Brandy. What I'm going to tell you from um, one of my very best friends, she went to the Reputation tour, took her daughter. She is not a huge Swifty. She likes her music, um, but she's not like, oh my god. But her daughter loves her. They went to the Eras tour. They spent about $2,000 for their tickets. But she said she's not even a Swifty. And she said it was a once in a lifetime experience. And if you love Taylor Swift, you should experience it. So if your daughter is really that into it, I would say it's at least worth a drive to Seattle to sit in the parking lot. But that's just me. In, and, in, defense, of, you know. in defense of Brandy, though, it's two and a half hours from right. to yeah. downtown Seattle. And. 85% of that is on shitty-ass fucking I-5 that is torn up, destroyed, been yeah. under reconstruction for the better part of two and a half decades. So driving to Seattle in this, if you live in this state is absolutely gotcha. not a picnic. So Fair enough. Well, what I'm hoping for is that next year sometime they will release it on Netflix just like they did with Reputation. I have watched the Reputation tour on Netflix like 10 times. So I'll have it on in the background. So I'm I'm sure that something like that will happen. It's just going to be after the tour is over. Yeah. So. Sure. All right. Anyway, back, sorry. Back as we digress. I, I, um, I, I, have, I have a question. Okay. Yes, sir. Aren't we here to talk about Fleetwood Mac? Yes. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Speaking of that, my dad says Peacekeeper. Oh, and that's a great song. Most have never heard it. I've never heard it. So I just wrote it down also with the one you said. Did you say All Well or Oh Well? Oh Well. Okay. Oh, I haven't well. heard that one either. So Peacekeeper is a beautiful song. And if I remember correctly, it's off of the EP they came out with about 10 years ago. Okay. Um, it, it, that's a beautiful song. I love that song. Or I probably have heard it and just don't. There's so many of their songs that it's like you know you've heard it, but you don't really remember the name. Yeah, so it's beautiful. It, I'll check it's it a, out. That's a killer song. Your dad's got great taste. It's a beautiful he song. He has very yeah. good taste in music. Yeah. Okay, so we are on number three, and we're to Casey, correct? Yes, because I just you did oh well said oh well, and we sidetracked because I met Mike Campbell. All right. All right. So. Spoiler alert, in case any of you have not put two and two together, my top five list is very 
much a popularity contest, so most of the stuff you're going to hear is going to be the top choices because I figured the other two of you. There's nothing wrong with that. Probably... No, it's fine. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm just yeah. letting people know yeah. that I figured you two would have a lot of the less conventional stuff covered. So the more esoteric wanted... stuff, yeah. That's going to yes. be mostly Thea because the most yeah. of mine are pretty. I mean, I have a lot of them written down, but anyway, so Silver Springs is probably the most off the wall one I have. But beautiful, beautiful. God, so good. Yes. But come on, Casey, what you got? I wanted to make sure that. I have a amazing song off of the Mirage album, and it is Gypsy. Yes. Thank you, because I was having a hard time not putting Gypsy in my top five. It's just right there, so now we can go on about it, because my fucking God, what a great song. Okay. Yep. Beautiful song. Yeah, it's <clears throat> freaking amazing melody the lyrics everything about that song just yeah <laughs> but that's pretty much how i feel about fleetwood mac as well and hashtag you know i haven't said it yet but um this band is one of my late father's all-time favorite bands of all time so that was one of the reasons why i absolutely had to be on this episode and I'm glad so, you said that. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that, Casey, because Fleetwood Mac is truly a generational band. Mm -hmm. The first time I saw Fleetwood Mac, I went with my stepdad. Um, you know, every single time I've gone to see Fleetwood Mac, it's families. It's all ages. Mm -hmm. It's teenagers on up to, you know, people in their 80s. It, it, it's an experience. It's amazing. Yeah. No, I... I, I've seen people, I've interacted with people that are in their 20s and their 30s that love Fleetwood Mac. I, mm -hmm. I'm in my mid-40s, and I love Fleetwood Mac. You know, Same. I have parents that love Fleetwood Mac. So, you know, it's they transcend generational gaps. And yeah. And there, that, that's there aren't a whole lot of bands that can say that. Right. True. I mean, I would say the Rolling Stones is one like that too, uh, yeah. but not. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm grateful for like, and not to go back to this again, but like, obviously, parents that are raising their kids right have heard Fleetwood Mac. I mean, but you know, going back to Daisy Jones and the Six, I'm so glad that they made that a limited series because it's got young enough, popular enough actors in it that young kids are going to watch, and it's introducing them to a genre of music that at this point they didn't grow up with unless their parents were, you know, were raised on it like we were and they continued yeah. it. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the music that younger kids now grew up on are like what we grew up on is in like nineties and, you know, eighties, nineties, early two thousands. And so I'm glad that we have stuff that is popular enough to, and then with TikTok, it's like, Oh, if you like Daisy Jones and the six, you're going to love Fleetwood Mac, go check this out. And now, a whole new audience is being exposed to their music. So I think it's great. Yeah. I um, love that. What I was going to say about Gypsy is that I love how it's a rock song, but it's so whimsical. Like the melody is whimsical, but the beat is like, you know, kind of fast paced. So it's just beautiful. It's catchy as fuck. Oh yeah. And the video is beautiful too. I love the video for Gypsy. Um, I remember being a little girl watching MTV and like, I swore back then that my fairy godmother of rock and roll was Stevie Nicks and my fairy uh -huh. godfather of rock and roll was Tom Petty. Ooh, um, yeah. just, their videos were just so good. Just makes yeah. me think of that. 
Could you imagine yeah. the talented person if Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty got together and created the offspring? Could you um, imagine if Stevie, Oh Lord. Could you imagine if Stevie had actually had Don Henley's baby, what that kid would be doing? Like Well, oh, yeah, almost the same thing as Stevie yeah. and Tom getting yeah. together and having a baby. Which is why we have to do a Stevie alone top five as well, so that we can talk about uh, leather and lace because oh my god, I cry every single time. And stop dragging my heart around, and insider, and so many others. And edge of seventeen. Yeah. Beyonce, Destiny's Child for stealing that, but also bringing it back into the forefront. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, what are we on? We're on number three. Your number three. My number three is from their 1975 self-titled album, and it is Rhiannon. Love that song so much. Me too. Um, I I have a friend. I have a friend who was named after that song. It's your number two, Casey. Yeah. Yep. Rhiannon is so catchy. It's so pretty. It's so easy to sing along to, and and I love that. I love the name. I know that's not what the song's about necessarily, but I just, it's so beautiful. So, and that's Casey's number two. Awesome. Um, I'm sure, Thea, you don't have that in your top five because, like we said, we're being a little more generic, but that's okay. That's all good. Um, Casey, anything you wanted to say about that one? I don't know, other than the fact that it's a classic fucking song. And again, like always, like we said before, I love the fact that. Not all of us are agreeing on it, everything. Yeah. Because that means we're getting, you know, instead of getting, you know, eight or nine songs out there, we're getting 10 or 11 songs out there that are getting noticed instead of, you know, yeah, what it is. So, and, and you can't have a top five list without Rhiannon coming up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I mean, you'd kind of have to little bit be into country to like it, but Waylon Jennings did a cover of Rhiannon that is really good. Ah, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Georgia scared the hell out of me. Um, and also Florence and the Machine did a cover of The Chain that is pretty good. I forgot to yes. mention that. So that is good. It is a very Thanks good lover. cover. I know. I need to keep drinking. Um, that's a good thing about Fleetwood Mac songs is that people can cover it and kind of change it up a little and not ruin it. Um, for the most part, I mean, some people do shitty covers, but there are some really good covers out there. So I wanted to mention. Those. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Speaking oh. of a good cover, speaking of a good cover. So we haven't mentioned this song, um, but like a, a punk rock band called no effects does a really, really, really fun cover of go your own way. Okay, so I would we, <laughs> I was waiting to mention that to see if anybody had it in their top five because I have a, a good cover of Go Your Own Way to mention too. It's um, by a girl named Lissy. Well, oh, then why don't we put a pin in it until I get back around to my next selection. Okay, sorry. Oh, okay. I, I figured it would be on your list since your username. Loving you isn't the right thing to do. Okay, sorry. God, it's such a good song. All right. And so we are at number two now. Thea, what do you have? My number two is a song called Sister of the Moon. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful song. Um, there is a video, I'll send it to you guys out there, um, that uh, the way Stevie sings it, she, she just looks possessed. Ooh. And it's it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And that's one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs is Sister of the Moon. 
Maybe she okay. was possessed. Likely by the cocaines. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't heard that one either. Interesting. Instead of cocaine bear, it's cocaine Stevie. Yes, very much so. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Cocaine Fleetwood Mac. Right, well, whole band. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to uh, write that one down too because I have not heard that one either. Thank you. Yeah. I, I need to just go listen to their whole catalog at some point. Yes. I just never yes. have, but um, I definitely want to. All right. So, Casey, your number two was the yeah. chain, correct? The chain was number Aria. five. Rihanna okay. Was... My bad. I'm sorry. Rihanna was number two. That's right. Sorry. Okay. So your number two. Well, then um, my number two, my number two is probably one of the most popular songs of theirs. One that has been covered more than probably any of their other songs. It's going to be a super generic choice, but I don't care because it's a song that just hits me in my feels every single time. Um, and it's from the same album as Rhiannon, um, Landslide. Beautiful song. I fucking love Landslide. It's so gorgeous um yeah smashing pumpkins do a great cover of it um the dixie chicks or the chicks do a really great cover of it their cover is probably my favorite the smashing pumpkins cover is really good it's just i don't know i feel like the lyrics have just always hit home for me and like i just it's a song that i cry almost every single time i hear it so yeah it just it had to be on my list yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, my number one's already taken care of, so we got you guys. Um, and Thea, what do you got? My number one song is Gold Dust Woman. Yay! That's yep. like my number one honorable mention. It is like, it truly, and just maybe it's my number one more because I know the history of the recording of that song. Like at the end of that song, okay. you know, when, when it just kind of like everything kind of shatters at the end of it, that whole glass sound that you hear in it. Um, I know that in the recording process okay. for that, they literally put a microphone in a glass box, waited for a rainstorm in Los Angeles and shattered the glass to get that effect. It was amazing. Really? Just the creativity. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, the creativity that they had to go through just to get those sounds back then, where like nowadays we could just pull it up and it could be a sound bite. You know, everything's digital right. on the computer, but like the, the efforts that they had to go through back then um, just yeah. to get those, it was so amazing. And I just, I love that song. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous song. And it was hard for me to leave it out Absolutely. of my top five yeah. for sure. So that's my um, number one. And as much as I hate them, um, or hate this particular person, Casey, do not yell at me. Hole actually does yep. a really good cover of this song. They do. I do not like Courtney Love at all, but... I know. Hey, it was in a Crow movie, too, so... It was in, like, one of the not sequels. Not the good too. one. Not the good one. I'm, I know, I'm just saying. Casey loves But yeah, Hole did do a good job. I like, yeah. I really like when bands, I, I hate when, when bands take a cover and just regurgitate it. I like when a band makes it different, you know, um, which is why I like the whole cover of it very, very much so. 
Um, the cover I mentioned before that we'll go into more detail with, you know, once Casey gets around to his thing, yeah. um, there's differences in it that, that make it special. So yeah, I agree with you. I yeah. really like Cole's cover of it. And the one I mentioned too is a completely different version of it completely like, and it's just gorgeous. The mm -hmm. one that Casey's going to talk about. So, all right, Casey, we'll go for it. Let's talk about the song. Yes, please. I need to be in a better headspace after you brought up that person and her band. Um, uh, we're... Sorry. You know how I feel about Courtney I'm... Love. I... <laughs> Just, but it's a good song. I'm not a fan yeah. of her either, but I got to give flowers when they're due. I am. Doll parts. I, <laughs> I respect the fact that we're giving, you know, credit where credit is due. I just, I will not get behind a murderous trifling skank. Enough said. <laughs> So, my number one choice, obviously, like, I already kind of sort of released it, but, um, you know, truth be told, you know, loving me isn't the right thing to do. You know, it's mm -hmm. Go Your Own Way is an incredible song. I fell in love with this mm -hmm. song long before I knew who slash what it was about. Mm -hmm. yep. And the fact that Learning what Lindsay it is Buckingham's about. Fuck you to Stevie. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this song is the reason why you don't crap where you eat. Yep. Yep. And, and I'm not putting Lindsay and Stevie down by any stretch of the imagination. Things happen. But um, yeah, that crapping where you eat almost freaking made things a hell of a lot worse than it could have made. And it wasn't just them. It wasn't yeah. just them. It wasn't oh, no, just them. No, 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 it wasn't. The whole band but, was shitting where they slept. But yeah. also, that kind of chemistry is so hard to deny. And while, yes, their dating made it hard for them, it it gave us so much of the music that we love. So it's, like, hard to get upset about it. And, you know, sometimes people just have chemistry that it's, like, even if you know it's the wrong thing to do, you can't you're like magnets and you can't stay away from each other and it sucks, but it's also what most art is made of. Drama well, makes that, great art. Yeah. That's like the live performance of this song that came out in what? 97? 96. Yeah. The dance. 96, the whatever. Dance. The dance. Yeah. And Lindsay's literally sitting there on stage giving a masterful performance of the song and Stevie's yep. literally just sitting there with a tambourine in her hand, playing along. And it's like, how hard could that must that have been to have to sit there as Stevie Nicks and know that what he's singing is about you? Sure. Okay, but hold on, because she not only got back at that with Silver Springs, but he had to fucking sing that song with her. Like people are know. back to Taylor Swift. People are like, oh, it's so awful. She she writes all these songs about her exes, and I'm like, no. You are not the queen until you are Stevie fucking Nicks, not only writing a song about your ex, but forcing him to sing it. She I have to my find, fucking queen. <laughs> I have to find the meme. I got I got banned from a Facebook group once because I I, I posted this meme. Um, it, it's it's I'm like on the top of it. It's got Taylor Swift about, you know, I write my songs about real events and exes and feelings. And then the picture below it is Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks looking at her going, that's cute. Yes. 
banned for that? Well, because they 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 were they were a very anti shade throwing, and it was obviously me throwing shade at Taylor Swift. And I was like, okay, if you guys are a bunch of panty waist bitches like that, I don't need to be yeah, here. Yeah, anyway. that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're right. That is cute. That's like I mean, really, really okay. Yeah, I I mean, it is what it is. They, ultimately, Lindsay and Stevie walked so Taylor could fucking run. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it ta- at least- no offense to people who love Taylor, but it's true. Let's be honest, a lot of the way she writes music, yeah, was you know the road was paved by Lindsay and Stevie. Mm-hmm. Stevie's songs are revenge, and I'm going to force you to sing it with me. Taylor's are more cautionary tales. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I loved that exactly. Taylor Lautner when they did the interview with him about the Speak Now Taylor's version. They were like, you know. Because there's the song on there about John Mayer. And after we got the 10-minute version of All Too Well, you know, more shit about Jake Gyllenhaal, everybody's like, what's she going to say about John Mayer? What's she going to say about Taylor Lautner? What's she going to say about Joe Jonas? And Taylor is like, I feel pretty safe, but I'm praying for John Mayer. <laughs> Ooh. It was hilarious. Because, um, yeah, she broke up with Taylor Lautner, and she wrote back to December about him. And they're, it's funny because they were Taylor and Taylor. They broke mm-hmm. up. Now mm-hmm. he's married to a Taylor who is a huge Swifty. And they were actually at her show in Kansas City last night. And he did a music video with her. So I think they're friends and, you know, whatever. But yeah, John, actually, she didn't really, she did not give us an all too well about John Mayer. We got the Dear John song, but it was still basically the same. And that's fine. Yeah, and I'm not a big, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I'm not, but I, um, I can't disparage her um, because being a big punk rock fan, I, I consider people like Taylor Swift and like um, bands like Blink One Eighty Two and Good Charlotte. Those, these are the gateway bands. They're yeah. like the gateway drugs before you yeah. get into the heavy stuff. I love you know, Good Charlotte and Blink One Eighty Two. I know, but like as an old school punk girl who's into yeah. more, you know, harder original punk rock, you know, these are these are gateway bands. These are the bands that the kids are getting into and they find out who inspired their favorites right. and that gets them into the old stuff, which thus keeps the circle going and keeps our music alive. That's how you ease them into like the violent femmes and the sex yes. pistols. The sex and, pistols, the damned, you know, yeah. bad religion, social distortion. Yeah. And you find out that social distortion is strongly inspired by Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just a perpetual circle and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I, I want about go your own way. I will say I I left it off, but I could have easily put it on, but I will say it has one of the most profound lyrics I think I can ever remember hearing in a song, which is the, you know, if I could, baby, I give you my world, but how can I, when you won't take it from me? Like, how is that not just the definition of so many relationships? Not being absolutely love. And and let me bring up no effects cover of it here again. You know, let me, I love when a band makes a cover their own and they made a slight alteration to the lyrics in that. And you hear fat Mike singing, if I could, baby, I'd give you my socks, but how can I when you won't take them from me? I love it. Socks, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll get you a copy of that if you want to play it in the in the show. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the Lissy cover, like I said, um, I actually heard it in a movie and I was like, oh, okay, let me go. And it's it's slow. 
So it's, yeah. it's not a, it's a very slowed down, like kind of acoustical version of it, but it is gorgeous. Yeah. So awesome. I recommend it. Well, yay. Do um, we want to get into some honorable mentions? Yeah. Yeah. Thea, go ahead and talk about ones we haven't mentioned yet. Okay. Um, honorable mentions. And again, any of these really could have been in the top five. Um, just they're all incredible songs to me. Um, I chose Blue Letter, which is a great song. Um, I chose Monday Morning, which is another great song. I put Tusk in there and a lot of people are like, uh, Tusk. But I love the percussion in Tusk. Um, just yeah. it, it really just sounds like a command and I really enjoy it. And live, it's amazing. Well, Phil uh, really wanted that in there. So thanks for mentioning it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tusk is incredible. Um, Storms, is if you really like those stripped down emotional Stevie Nicks songs, you need to listen to Storms. It's incredible. Okay. Um, and then my last honorable mention, because I cannot, um, I cannot leave, you know, I can't leave Christine McVie off of the list. Mm -hmm. While I do love Stevie's stuff way more than Christine McVie's more poppy stuff, um, Christine McVie was definitely a genius. Yeah. She really was the quiet storm behind that band. Um, I have to put Songbird in there. Oh, uh, yes. That was beautiful, one of my... Beautiful song. Yeah. That was one of my honorable mentions as well. Such a good song. Yeah. So, Casey? Um, spoiler alert. Um, honorable mention number one, Songbird. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, number two honorable mention was Little Lies. Amazing song. Mm -hmm. um, number three, Seven Wonders. Yeah. Great song. Number four, Say You Love Me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then number five was Landslide. Yeah. Okay. So I had all of those. I'm trying to... I think You Make Loving Fun is probably the only one that um, we haven't mentioned that I really like, but yeah, I had all of those. And Everywhere. Did we talk about Everywhere? I like Everywhere. Everywhere is a good song, too. Um, a lot of people don't really talk about just the masterfulness of Christine McVie. Yeah. She, she was just incredible. And she'd been in that band since, since the al almost the beginning, oh, I think. Okay. You know, okay. her name was Christine Perfect before she married John McVie. Yeah. Uh, and she was just and she was she was the 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 gatekeeper on whether Lindsay and Stevie joined the band um, because it, yeah, because she had she told um, McFleetwood, I have to be able to get along with her. I need to meet her. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And she, she could have easily said no. And we wouldn't have had all these amazing songs from them. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I keep mentioning it. Thea, have you watched Daisy Jones and the Six or read the book? Not yet. Okay. Uh, I I recommend it. The okay. book is really cool because, and the show's the same way, but you don't get very often a book that reads like a magazine interview, but that's exactly okay. what it is. And nice. the show's the same way, but obviously you get like all the backstory, but it's so good. The music by itself is just amazing. Like I bought the album. I was like, okay, it's, if you like Fleetwood Mac as much as, Liking them as much as you do, as long as you're not actually picturing them, yeah. it's like you're getting their story, but, you know, a little bit of a different version. And then two, like I said, for people who 
like the Civil Wars or don't even know about them, check out their story and also, God, check out their music. It's so amazing. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those people that ends up like once once the once the big hubbub dies down about something, then I'll finally get into it. But it's yeah. almost like I have to be a punk about it and be like, I'm not going to get into this. Everybody and their brothers into this. I have to wait until I'm ready to do so. Yeah. Well, it's definitely worth a watch and worth a read. Um, either one or either, but sure. I thought the show did a really good job. Um, they changed a few things from the book, but not a lot. And okay. So yeah. Anyway. So watch the show first, right? You could do either way, but I would say watch the show to see if it interests you, and then you can read the book. Um, okay. There's they there's a few things about it that are different, but I think they mostly did those things to make it more accessible to certain people. Yeah. Um, and after you watch it, I could tell you, but I don't want to ruin anything, but okay. um, so yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, that was, uh, that was awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And um, Casey, you want to talk about what's coming up on an evening at the movies and, and whatever. Oh, you don't want me to go down that road. Okay. Can you um, give no, us the I, I, I will, that doesn't I will be, 2025? I, I'll be brief. Um, <laughs> So late. Well, this probably won't air until afterwards. But um, yeah, we'll be recording the Tom Hanks results and first round of the Robin Williams Memorial bracket results here shortly. Um, otherwise, we've got Cool as Ice coming up. Um, some Justin Timberlake movie, or not Justin Timberlake, Lance Bass movie coming up that Ashley requested. <laughs> um, Lance Bass was in a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, okay. On the line. Oh, that's right. On the line. Online. On the line. No, it's online. Um, <laughs> that's for a movie. Never mind. We've got, we're still kicking around ideas for August. Um, nothing set in stone. But September, we will be starting a venture into Stephen King's cinematic world from start to finish, starting with Carrie. And working our way through the entire library, and then obviously Halloween or October is Halloween Horror Fest. So stay tuned for all of that. And if you have other ideas for episodes that you would like to do, you can go ahead and request them. We are not above dropping a bonus episode in to the middle of months. I've mentioned uh, the Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood to you before. Oh yeah. Yes, you have. I knew yeah. that one. I, I want to do Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I really do. That movie is so fun. I mean, <laughs> it feels like, yes, we definitely do need to do Buffy. And I have absolutely no problem doing Yaya as well, as long as Thea is willing to come back and discuss it with us. Oh, yeah, of for course. sure. For sure. Because of Thea's, Thea's last episode of An Evening at the Movies did really well as well. Oh, we awesome. I'm really sorry I wasn't there. I really wanted to be there for that and just lines, not lines got crossed. <laughs> lines did not it. get crossed. Uh, streams got crossed or something. I don't know. It was, it, don't yeah. cross the streams. Don't I get cross it. the streams. Kuma, Thea. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what, that, that's what we've got coming up on An Evening at the Movies. Also coming up on Literature Reapers next month we will be discussing the spare room as well mm-hmm. which is a fucked up read and possibly sometime in the next week or two we might become giving you guys a updated reading list of what the reapers are reading 
yeah. throughout the course of the month as well. So for, for people that are that uh, listen to Literature Reapers or don't know, um, we are sharing and then also dropping in our uh, Bookstagram accounts, Kate or Shanna and I, what what else we're currently reading besides our book of the month. And then we may start doing like mid-month episodes where we either give an update on the, the current book or just talk about something else we're reading. But um, for those that want to read along, we are reading The Spare Room for July and then we'll be dropping that episode in August. So yeah, check it out. On the first Monday in August. I just finished reading Summerland by Ellen Hildebrand. And if you like beach reads and you like her kind of writing, it was really good. It was very, it was a little more tragic than some of her other books, but I still really enjoyed it. So if anybody is looking for something to read, it's an older book, but I highly recommend checking it out. So I like her stuff. I'll, I'll check it out. I like her stuff. It what was, am I reading right now? It was really good. Well, um, I, I may just start Gold Dust Woman now since it's right here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm rereading um, Firefly Lane. I am watching season two of that on Netflix, oh. and I'm just, yeah. They did so good with the series. Yeah, it's really it, good. That I read that book about, I don't know, quite a, many, many years ago, and Dude. it was it's perfect. Um, so I'm rereading that right now. Have um, you read Fly Away? Because it's supposed yes. to be a sequel to it, right? It is. I have, yes. I haven't read it yet. Okay. Yes. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love Kristen Hanna. If you yes. haven't read, um, have you read, what is it called? The Great Alone? Yes. It takes place, the one where they're in Alaska. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. I really like Kristen Hanna a lot, too. too. Um, I'm also usually reading, like, the latest J.D. Robb book in the In Death series. Nice. I can't see that, Casey. That's the Stevie Nicks book. Are you getting it? Yes. Okay. It's Amazon, in my hard the hardback book, sixteen forty nine yeah. paperback, seventeen fifty nine. Yeah. Um. Also, don't forget to add uh, Mick Fleetwood's play on. Yeah, I wrote that down. So that one's really good too. Well, but yeah. It, oh, what? No, go ahead. I would say, do you want to tell people where they can find you? What you got going on? Is there anything you want to share? Yeah, so I don't actually have my own podcast. Um, I ended up bebopping around um, a, a couple few different podcasts just because of connections I've made. Uh, but I am the admin. I am I am the admin for um, Rock and Roll Heaven Pods Facebook page. Um, right now, Rock and Roll Heaven is in the midst of a, a very detailed series on Waylon Jennings. Wait, nice. yeah, it is Waylon oh. Jennings. Sorry, I had to make sure I was on the right artist. Uh, incredible, incredible storyteller. Um, TJ2 is yes. the storyteller on this one, and he's doing a fantastic job with it. So check out Rock and Roll Heaven Pod uh, in whatever podcast catcher you use. Woo! All right. Well, um, so yeah, definitely let's, uh, I will share that and have everybody check that out as well. I'll share it in the, in the show notes. Um, cool. And I'll get you the video for or the music for like the no effects cover of go your own way. Oh yeah. Cool. I can yeah. throw that in there. Um, as far as the sip list, um, by the time this comes out, we will have just released a couple of episodes. We did top five underrated movies. Uh, Jerry and I did top five Kendrick Lamar songs and Greg, my friend, Greg, formerly of moral combat came on to do top five fictional bands with me and Casey. So uh, definitely check those out and um, 
post this show. I don't know for sure what's coming out yet, so we will see. <laughs> and I insist that we do a follow-up show to this of uh, Stevie Nicks solo songs. I 100% agree. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you guys, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Everybody that watched live and commented, thank you for participating. And hope everybody has a great day, a great week. And when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Peace and hair grease. Oh. Oh. <laughs>